Glory to God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne. Let us find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. And boy, do we need you, Lord. We need you all the time. There, We couldn't take a breath without you, Lord, and we know that. We so appreciate you for it. You never judge us beyond what we are able to judge ourselves, Lord. You give us such mercy, such mercy such mercy and we thank you for the prompting of the holy spirit lets us know when we run off course and get us right back in line again we're thankful for your direction your protection your guidance your power and your love so we honor you today lord we thank you in jesus name amen and praise god amen 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 so we're continuing to talk about what the watchman does in how we through our prayer life uh, watch over certain things. Now, the difference between watching prayer and intercession, any other type of intercession, is watching prayer has a responsibility attached to it. There is a responsibility attached to it. So it's not like, well, you know, I prayed about that, and, you know, God said yes or God said no, and that was the end of it. Uh, watching prayer is being given an assignment and uh, um, uh, hovering over that and giving an account to God. It's in Habakkuk chapter 2. It says here in 2 verse 1, I will stand upon my watch. Now this this ministry was founded on this scripture. Amen. And actually the whole second chapter of Habakkuk is our our guide and, and our uh, blueprint for what God gave us to do. I will stand upon my watch. So that's a commitment from the person that's doing the watching. Amen. So we are saying yes to God's uh, mandate for us to watch. So this is what God wants to hear. He wants you to hear, confess that you're going to do it. Amen. So I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say to me and what I shall answer. When I am reproved. In other words, God's holding you accountable for what you do. This isn't just some little game we're down here playing or, you know, well, we, we pray and it's real fun. And when it ain't fun no more, are you still going to pray? Amen. This is what, what you have to decide as a, a, as a watchman. You, you are assigned, uh, a territory or you're, you're assigned a, a governmental function for God. You're assigned uh, a, a, um, a set of, of uh, objectives uh, that are uh, set forth. You, you're uh, your guardian over a vision that God has for your work. And it says here, God said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables. That's our prayer manual. So we obeyed that. He gave us the prayers and we made it plain so that he that reads can run with it. And this is what we've done. We put it in people's hands and they just take it and use it. Amen. So your vision should be, it shouldn't be some little private interpretation that only you know. Everything that we do is published. Everything that we do is out in the open. Everything that we do is made available to everybody. So it's not just for some special people, you know. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it. So this is going to have to make a commitment from us. You know, we're we're set, we've cast a vision 
that probably won't come for a season. Amen. For some of them for a long season. And so really the, the, um, uh, vision that we have is found in, in verse 14. And it says, for the earth shall be filled the whole earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the seas. So our mandate is to keep praying this, these prayers until the whole earth is filled with his glory. Amen. Which means that if it doesn't happen in your lifetime or my lifetime, we pass it on to the next set of watchmen. Amen. So we leave a record here of what we do, how we pray, why we pray the way we do. And, and all of the teachings that go along with it to support your spiritual growth and development so that you will understand how to respond to God and that you are praying toward a vision. We're not just praying just to pray or, you know, so-and-so's got problems in the family and we got to pray about that. Well, sure you pray about those things, but you pray about the things that need to be dealt with as far as a principality or a power is concerned see to get your bills paid you don't need to to you know address the prince of the area that you live in you might have to keep your foot on his neck and make him leave your money go but if you're dealing on that level you there's so much more that your prayers can bring in that you haven't experienced yet so you need to understand that you're aiming high in aiming in a, 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 a fashion that will cause the strong man to give up what he's holding on to. And that's what you want to do. You want to hit the main guy. You want to keep running around. Oh, I can't pay my bills and let me pray for some more money and pray for a job on the side. You know, get beyond you. And what's important to you. And, you know, your little, you know, after a while, when you pray for enough period of time, you you start, you realize one day, well, I got my bills paid and I didn't have to ask God for the money. Duh, it's called living by faith. Amen. Your faith for things finally kicked in. Oh, gee, I don't have to sweat things anymore. What do I do? Start attacking some of them demons as bringing uh, transvestites into your kid's school, reading them story hour. Start kicking him in his head. Amen. And so this is, this is why God frees us up so that we can do some work that's going to benefit his advancing kingdom. This is how the kingdom advances. It advances by immobilizing demonic forces and making them let go of what they're holding. The devil, it cannot imprison anybody against the church's orders. The church has to give orders for him to let that stuff go. And many times we're sitting around complaining about, so the days of complaining are gone, folks. That should have ended when you got saved. Amen? You should have, you know, I would say stuff out of my mouth and I would get so convicted by the Holy Ghost. And he said, why would you say that? So you're to glorify the Father. You don't complain about stuff. You take authority over it. Amen. And so when, when we understand our position and understand who we are and what God has in, in, endowed us with and why and start using it. Amen. Everybody can use spiritual authority. If you can swat a fly, you can bind a devil. Amen. That's authority. One of them's natural, the other one's spiritual. Amen. And keep your foot on his neck. And don't go playing around with him. Amen. 
You leave the devil alone in your life and you'll find you have great power with God. Amen. And so you get him out of your life first and then you can go out and, and fight him elsewhere. But this is our mandate. It's found in Habakkuk 2. And, and keep that in mind when we talk us people will say stuff like, well, that, is that your business? And what, it don't take all that to pray. I love it when people tell me that because I say, honey, it takes this and more. Because I've got this. I'm looking for more. Amen. I'm always looking for more. I'm looking for a better way to do things. I'm looking for more uh, uh, more yield for our prayers. You know, a more uh, 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 fruit to come from, from our words and all that kind of stuff. I'm looking for ways to discipline myself. So that I don't run off at the mouth saying stupid stuff. You understand what I'm saying? And so this, these are the things that we, we need to keep in mind. We're perfecting and being perfected so that we can be uh, very, very useful to God and in his kingdom. So in talking about the spirit of Pharaoh, we were uh, talking about how he gets involved in our government. And and you need to know that angels are not running every government in the world. They're not running the one here. Demons run this. They have assigned territory in in different areas that you need to understand that they they un, they control ways of thinking. They control behaviors. They control uh, money and assets, jobs, everything. They control everything. How did that happen? When when Adam disobeyed God in the garden, uh, Satan became the god of this world. And little by little, we're dethroning him and pushing back on him as we preach the gospel. And as we pray and as we watch and pray, we are taking weapons away from him, taking power away from him, putting him under our feet, occupying until the Lord comes. That's what Jesus means when he said, don't just mean live and, and just go and get you a job and, and go home and put a little bit of money in the church. No, it means, it means occupy seats of authority. Occupy authority over the city where you live. But first start in your household. You, you can't take a city if you don't have peace in your household. But, but we can get that. Amen. And then when you get that, and, and what I tell people to do, I said, continue to pray for, for things to change in the city, even when your household is upside down. You got me? Don't let the devil stop you. Your authority works. You don't see the results where you are just yet, but it's common. Just keep exercising your authority. Well, I got to the place, and, and I remember this was something we did in this ministry as new Christians. If, if, you know, the devil stole our money or, you know, something happened or, you know, car accident or something. I said, oh, no. And I load my pocket with tracks and I'd hit the streets. I said, oh, no, devil, you're not stealing from me. I'm stealing back from you. Guess what eventually happened? Oh, no more accidents suddenly. He ain't stealing money like he used to all of a sudden. See, he hates it when you, he likes to retaliate against us, but he hates it when you retaliate against him. Go out and take a soul. Go out and feed somebody. Go out and put some food, you know, in a neighbor's uh, a box on your neighbor's door where you know there's a lot of people living there. And just say, just thought I'd bless you, had some extras at the home, you know, not to offend you or anything. I don't care if you don't know them. Amen. 
But do something like that and make the devil leave you alone. Tell me you're going to pay. You take something from me, devil, you're going to pay. Take something from him. Amen. So this will increase your peace greatly. Increase it greatly. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, you get tired of trying to come against you. But always use your authority. Amen. Always use your authority. Always preach the gospel to everybody that will listen. Ask God to open doors for you to do it. Amen. Tell him you're the one. Send me. I'm ready. I'm willing. <laughs> Amen. So, so we're, we were talking last week, we were talking some about <clears throat> Pharaoh's activities in our government. You know, we ain't talking about some communist country somewhere. You know, we are not fairy tale people here. We tell the truth and we bring it up front where you can examine it and look at it. And then you judge, is this really happening in our country or isn't it? Amen. And if so, who's responsible? And okay, so we got the guy who's responsible. What do we do? You put your foot on his neck. You command him to drop what he's holding and you declare that he's already defeated. You pray your Pharaoh prayer. Amen. And declare that he is already defeated and make him drop what he's holding and cease and desist in his maneuvers. Amen. So we're living in an, in, in a season where uh, the devil is more exposed than he's ever been. You're able to see everything in living color of what the enemy is doing. And it's not pretty. Amen. Innocent people are being dragged through the courts for no reason. To destroy their reputation, steal all their money. This court system is nothing but a racket. Say it again. The court system's nothing but a racket. And that's not just because of the color of your skin. It's a racket on all levels. Why? Because Pharaoh's involved in it. When he can get in there and intimidate people and, and threaten them and threaten to take everything away from them. You gotta sell your house, mortgage your house in order to pay, pay for lawyers. Only people getting rich these days are the lawyers. Amen. And, and the judges. And so we, we have to understand that corruption, he can, Pharaoh will get in and corrupt everything. Why? He dangles power in front of people's nose. That's always his hook. Is power, power, and more power. Amen. And so we we have to be careful in in judging these things because you you have to understand where power is impinging on your freedom. It's not from God. Amen. And it must be stopped. And so one of the things that we were we were seeing last week and we talked about Pharaoh's power was in his power to intimidate put burdens and pressures on people that are too hard to bear. And looking at the way people are crying out for relief from the oppression and, and impingement in their cities on, on all this illegal stuff in, in human trafficking, child trafficking, drug trafficking, all of this stuff, these are heavy burdens that are too heavy to be borne. Amen. And then you find out agencies that are supposed to be protecting us and turning a blind eye to this stuff. Let's turn their heads and look someplace else. Oh, we got to do this over here. We got to do that over there. Well, we could do more if you gave us more money. 
you understand what I'm saying? It's always something. These these are typical Pharaoh excuses to keep the abuse of power going so that people don't have the freedom that God ordained for them to have. He wanted his people Israel to get out of Egypt so that they can come apart to a place he secured for them so that they could worship him. That's all God wanted. He He wants us to worship him so he can bless us. Amen. You won't get a full blessing if your worship is is uh, impeded. And if you don't worship God, you can worship something else. So Pharaoh was used to them looking up to him for everything. You know, look up to me. Get go, Put me in there and I'll do all this for you and I'll do that. And nothing ever changes. It's always the same. And so this Pharaoh spirit likes to promise everything and do nothing. It's like a carrot in front of your nose all the time. I'll do this. You've heard this from politicians for years. Oh, give us some more seats in Congress and we'll take care of that. And it never gets taken care of. It's just a, a lie. And so you, you gotta have people that will, will begin to speak up and God will start to raise people, the right kind of people up. He'll raise them up if we'll pray. But if we just look at the status quo and not move by it, this stuff is wrong. Do you understand what I'm, it's wrong. Period. Anything that, that you get taxed, People who are still working, you know, are taxed at least half of their paycheck. They go home and look at it, half of it's gone already in taxes. And what are they doing with the, with the tax money? Stuff you don't want done. You, you can't even drive down your street for the potholes. And they want to raise another levy to fix the potholes. Well, what are you doing with the money a man you got already? Amen? And so this is what I'm talking about. It's, 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 it's the principle this nation was founded on. Remember taxation without representation from your fourth grade, uh, history class? Amen. That's why this country was founded. England was taxing this country way over here on, on, across all that water. And they're wanting to, wanting to make you buy their stuff and send them more money all the time. And, and those little, uh, uh, patriots said, no, we're not going to do that no more. We do our own thing over here. Just, and they declared their independence. And e- England tried to hold on, but they fought them off. It took a lot of, it was, it was bloody and brutal, folks. It really was. And so he, the English soldiers were well outfitted. They were well financed all that kind of stuff and little american soldiers they when they their shoes boots wore out they tied straw to the bottoms of their feet and the the uh the red coats from england tracked them by the blood bloody footprints they saw that's how they tracked them down so this nation was founded with great sacrifice folks and it's going to take sacrifice to get it back into the hands of we the people this is our country, not the government's country. They work for us, not the reverse. And so Pharaoh is always trying to grab more power. Amen. He's he's a power grabber. And he'll do it any way he can through new laws, uh, 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 new uh, propaganda, blowing people's minds, brainwashing people. You know, uh, people now, we've, the propaganda is the uh, um, uh, climate change. 
all of that, you know, the climate, you're destroying the planet. You, you didn't create it, how you know? And the people want to accuse everybody. It's nothing but a way to, to cause discontentment and strife. And everybody knows scientists have been saying forever. There's no validation of that. There, that thing isn't real. But it's amazing. You can't make people quit believing that. The ones that are believing it. You understand me? And it becomes a distraction from what something for you to do and play around. It's a shiny new toy for the citizen to play around with while the government robs you of everything. Sending money that Ukraine thing that's the biggest ruse and, and, and that's a money laundering country. Let me move on. You know, most people, as long as you got some heat coming in your house and a roof over your head, the average person could care less about what's really going on. Then the intercessors got to look like we're, we're some kind of political asset or something like that. We got to look political. Oh, God don't have you get in. I beg your pardon. God has always sent somebody to address a king, a prince, a pharaoh, a somebody. What do you think Moses is doing if he ain't involved in politics? You get involved where you have to get involved in order to do God's will. He don't care nothing about somebody sitting in a White House, sitting in a outhouse. He don't care nothing about their status. You think God really cares? He'll send anybody to give a message to these people. And if we too chicken, he'll, he'll get a finger to write a message on the wall. But he will get his word across to these evil dictators. Cause that's all they are. Dictators, they're power hungry. Grabbing power left and right. Instead of letting we the people run things like we the people are supposed to do. And if they can keep us lied to and deceived, then they can do more. So my thing is get involved. Just just go get involved. Whatever you do, don't let people just take your country away from you. Best way to get involved is through prayer. You don't have to tell nobody nothing. You don't have to get put in jail. Not now anyway. You don't know what the devil is planning next. But we keep our foot on his neck. Amen. Just keep your foot on his neck. Don't let him get up. Don't let him breathe. Don't let him pass any laws. Don't let him do anything. Amen. So Pharaoh, uh, he puts heavy burdens on people. Too burdensome. Uh, Like the residents of New York City. That's a heavy burden for them. All those people. There's a hotel. uh, They have a thousand room hotel. It's nothing but all is, is filled up with illegals. Know who owns a hotel? Government of Pakistan. So there's all this infiltration here, folks. All this infiltration. It's ridiculous. So this this nation is slowly being taken away from the citizens. But you got to stop these things. You can't sit up and wring your hands and shrug your shoulders and don't believe it or get mad at me. Go do your own research. You don't have to believe nothing, I tell you. Amen? But I'm telling you how this spirit operates. I ain't talking about people. I'm talking about spiritual forces. 
that you have the authority over and don't let your your soulish realm dominate where well that ain't important and that ain't well you know you can't be a, you know all this stuff uh uh-uh. uh you stay in the spirit with this stuff you gotta stay God is depending on you to stay in the spirit where this is concerned and so we address Pharaoh because we know he's the culprit behind it he's always got human flesh he pushes up front to see if he can get him to take the fall for him amen and and he still keeps operating he might go dormant for a season but then he started right back up again so these forces don't change they don't go away they don't retire you can't kill them amen jesus said occupy till he comes and so that's what we're doing we're we're occupying for him so if you go to exodus chapter 5 again we we did some skimming through that but we we need to go in a little more detail today in exodus chapter 5 you'll see how uh this spirit operates to put pressure heavy burdens and make it impossible for people to have a carefree life and a life of peace the way the lord ordained for us to have oh god wants us to live in plenty to live in abundance well, if Pharaoh's stepping on everything, you're going to have to wrestle him to get it. You can't keep bugging God about doing something he's already done. And so what what we want to do is get ourselves freed up using our own spiritual authority that God has given us. So so here it is, Exodus chapter 5. And when they the Israelites complained of of work, it was... It was heavy work. They were slaves and they were being beaten and whipped if they didn't work. If they, if Pharaoh, if one of his, uh, officers saw you sitting down or whatever, he got the whip out and made you get up and work that much harder. So once Moses starts dealing with Pharaoh, instead of Pharaoh listening to Moses and lightening the burden on people, what did he do? Made it harder. They were getting bricks, I mean, they were getting straw to make bricks with, and so he made them go gather their own straw. He had a group of people that would bail up the straw and bring it to him. He said, no, you go gather it. He said, if you got time to worship God, you're lazy. That's the first thing that that you will be accused of if you want to take your Sunday and worship God. People on your job, how come How come she got, got Sunday off and I can't get it off? That old fake, she ain't no Christian. She a fake Christian. She ain't going to church. You got me? So there's all this bicker in the realm of the spirit. All these imps and demons criticizing, backbiting, tearing you down, making it hard for you. So if they do give you a Sunday off, you feel guilty because everybody else is telling you you ought to feel guilty. You see what I'm saying? Because it's only fair. We all got to work weekends. Who told you that? My God says different. Amen. And so he makes the hours longer. Less pay. So in Exodus chapter 5. It says here in verse 3, and they said, the God of the Hebrews is met with us. This is Moses and Aaron. Let us go. 
we're asking you, three days journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. So Moses is telling Pharaoh that if you don't let us go, God's going to judge this land. Amen. And so the king of Egypt said to them, uh, wherefore do you, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works go to your own burdens? Just get away from me. And Pharaoh said, Behold, people of the land are now many, and you will make them rest from their burdens. In other words, whenever power, people get power to challenge the powers that be, the only recourse of the powers that be is to make it, you pay for it and make your life harder. They are not going to listen to you and make it easier. So they're going to make it harder. Increase taxes. Increase gasoline prices. No, I guess prices are high because we're not, we're not uh, drilling our own oil anymore. We're buying it at, at record rates now from the Saudis, begging Brazil, begging all, Venezuela, all these countries now. We're running around with an empty cup and, and ours is turned off. And you say, that don't make sense. That ain't right, Pastor Bob. That don't make sense. This, this is an idiot right here. You got a Bible? Read what Exodus 5, this man is a crazy man. This demon is a crazy demon. And he will make nice people that you elected to, to office crazy people. And put heavy burdens on you. And just because they've got a, a, you know, take your gun away from you and they got armed guards and limos everywhere they go. Get a grip on yourself here, folks. And Pharaoh commanded the same day that the taskmasters of the people and their officers saying, you shall no more give the people straw to make brick as before. Let them go gather their own straw. In other words, you ask your government for mercy, they make it harder for you. When you see that happening, you know this demon is in strong operation. Everything gets harder. We were doing fine with the gas prices. I remember when they dropped to 99 cents a gallon. And it hovered around less than $2 a gallon. Why? Because we were drilling our own oil. We weren't begging uh, these foreign countries for it and paying their, their high prices. So you, you ask for mercy makes it harder. That's Pharaoh. So now you know who's in control, right? It's a demon. <laughs> and the tale of bricks which they did make heretofore you shall lay upon them. You shall not diminish. In other words, don't slack off. I know it's taking them longer to make the bricks, but make them do the same amount, put out the same amount of work that they used to, even though the work's harder. So don't put any mercy. This is a merciless, a hard taskmaster. So Pharaoh is merciless. He's an evil dictator who keeps subjects in prison through fear. You, you, every time you complain, they take something else away from you. Amen. It says, so you must comply or suffer loss. Whatever it is that they want you to do, they make you do it. Or, or something bad is going to happen to you. And he says, so the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. 
And the taskmaster hasted them or, or put pressure on them, saying, do the same work you were always doing as, as when you had the straw. And the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and demanded, wherefore have you not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today as before? And the officers of the children of Israel came and cried to Pharaoh, saying, why are you dealing like this? With your servants like this, there's no straw given to to us this day, and they say to us, "Make brick and behold, your servants are beaten, but the fault is in your own people, but he said, "You're idle, you just want to sit around and do nothing. Just get back and get to work. Amen, merciless when you cry for mercy, you get beaten see that's that's Pharaoh, amen. People are wanting prices to go down. They keep going up. They could easily fix this. The government give everything that's wrong that people complain about could be fixed quickly. They make you think they can't do it. How you think it got messed up. They can reverse it. But see, Pharaoh is merciless. He wants to bankrupt this country. And run it over with the illegal people. What they really want is a civil war between, this is what I've heard people say, a civil war between the illegals coming in, which are now around 13 million people living in your neighborhood. You know that house where you go buy it and nobody ever comes out? When they come out, they look down all the time. You know they don't speak English. They got sandals on. There's snow on the ground. Them the people I'm talking about. They got them in every neighborhood now. You know, a lot of churches help this stuff. Churches that are gone cold. Denominational churches. When they set up their little Catholic charities, Protestant charity, all these little church charity groups, they're supporting this. Because they don't get any money anymore. Most of those churches are almost out of business. So this is how they get money through government grants. This is how, the, this is how Pharaoh keeps control over the church. You got me? So they don't preach the gospel anymore. They're, that's why they're uh, LGBTQ affirming. They affirm everybody. They're nice to everybody. Everybody can come on in. But they, you won't hear the gospel when you go in there. You got me? And so it's up to us, know better, to preach the gospel. Got me? You know better, you pick up the slack. And so he, Pharaoh tells him to go and do, and in, in, in verse 20, and they met Moses and Aaron who stood in the way, and they came forth from Pharaoh. Then the people started to blame Moses and Aaron. If you hadn't gone to him and told him to let us go, we'd be getting our straw like we were before. See, there's an element in human beings that just want to survive. They don't want to be free. Amen. They'll compromise just to survive until it comes knocking on their door for real. And see, when it knocks on their door, then everybody's supposed to do something to help them, right? And so he says, <clears throat> um, God promises then, uh, to deliver 
uh, his children. He always did. So he has a plan and he knows what he's about doing. So don't think as long as we pray and as long as we keep these demons bound, God can move because he's got somebody's faith down here to work with. So it's like, who's going to be Moses and who's going to be Aaron? You say, God, I am. I'm just going to pray, God. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep making this declaration. I don't care if it gets worse. And this is always the devil's trick is to make step up his pressure and make it look like your prayers aren't working. But trust me, they're working. No matter what he does, they're working. You don't need uh, the devil to confirm or deny whether you, you're reaching heaven with your prayers. Amen. He's feeling a sting. Trust me. He's feeling it. And so what, what we want to do is keep the pressure. Don't look at what's happening and say, well, I don't know if this is doing any good or not. It's doing some good. The, the fact that you're in doubt doesn't mean anything as to whether God's word is good or not or whether he's going to honor his word. Amen. The fact that you're doubting means that you need to get in the word even deeper. So that when when it does get rough and it will get rougher, then you're going to be, have to be able to stand and to withstand. No matter what happens, you got to stand, stay in the gap. Amen. Stay in the gap. And so we know that Pharaoh is merciless. He is an evil dictator. He keeps subjects in prison through fear. Because he says, if you don't like what I'm doing, I'll make it worse for you. Amen. You ain't seen nothing yet. So the, the mandates that, that people use for the vaccine, that's typical of Pharaoh's tricks. That's his power being wielded against humanity. If you don't, they go through your employer. See, when was it? Now look, look at it this way. I remember when, when I was a kid, your vaccines were between you and the healthcare system. It was you and your doctor. Amen. Your job had very little to do with whether or not what you did when you went to the doctor. Amen. Because it was something you did for your individual health. Now all of a sudden your employer has to get involved. Why is that? They tell you it's for your good. But if they're going to put pressure on you, is that for your good? If you don't get this shot, we'll take your job. And they have fired many people. Many people are unemployed or lost a job because they wouldn't take this uh, experimental You know, it's amazing. And see, people are so brainwashed, they they start thinking, oh, if I don't take this, we got to do it. It's for the good of the country. It's a, you ain't never been patriotic in your life. You don't even have no flag out on your lawn. Now all of a sudden you're doing all this for the good. It, or they, uh, uh, I got my COVID. And people start putting that around their photos on Facebook. I ain't got nothing. I've been walking in divine health for too long to stop now. You think the government telling me I got to do something that's going to stop me? Um, I'm going to read you something. I'm trying to find it now. There are laws in place 
And these, these laws are worldwide. It's not just this country. There's a set of laws referred to as the Nuremberg Codes. They were set in place after World War II. Uh, a panel of doctors that tried. There were some physicians in Nazi Germany that were doing experiments on the Jewish people that were in prison just because they could. Nobody told them not to do it. So they did some horrible things to these people. They would inject them with experimental drugs. Um, they, Of course, they didn't get their permission. They considered them less than trash. So, I mean, you got to remember this. The mindset of people that would do that to people is the same mindset that the Nazi Germans had. And we know Pharaoh was in charge of that that culture. He was very much his, it's got his handprints all over it. Amen. Typical, typical Nazi. Same thing with the Caesars. They, these powers, they come up all the time. There's always some dictator that assumes that he's the smartest person. When you start hearing people talk like that, you know, the, oh, most people don't have a, they don't know how to run their lives. So, you know, the government has to step in. When you hear people talking like that, you start praying. And I mean seriously binding. Don't vote for that person. Amen. Put that person out of office. That little deranged person that can't keep their hands to themselves and don't respect you as a human being. So the Nuremberg Codes were set in, in, um, in motion to protect humanity against a repeat of experimental medicine. So there was a panel, I think it was three doctors on the panel, they judged these uh, criminal doctors, and many of them were sentenced to death for what they did. They got the death penalty when you experiment on human beings, just because you can. They're in prison, you take them out and just inject them with stuff, and whatever you want to do to them is okay. And so uh, it says, number one, there are, I think it's about ten, six or ten, Ten points in the codes that you have to, and all the nations of the world sign this, so they're all in agreement with it. And number one is that um, voluntary consent of the person is essential. Voluntary consent. That means no mandates. Nobody can force you to take something. This drug had not been tried. That, that that vaccine hadn't even been tried on a, a cockroach or a flea or a mouse. So they're making humans the experimental animals. The list is is growing of people who have had what they call vaccine accidents. And none of the governments are willing to study these people. And so they're they're left to suffer. By themselves, everything from heart failure to dropping dead to uh, getting the disease. You know now more people get it from taking the more of the vaccinated get the disease than unvaccinated. You got me. So you you under Mark sixteen seventeen and eighteen. That means if you eat any deadly thing, inject anything deadly, it won't hurt you. So you gotta claim immunity through the word of God, folks. 
Don't be so quick to be brainwashed and jump on everything people peddle out there. You know, God is not in a hurry. Give it some time. If nothing else, give it some time. Say, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to watch this and see where it goes first. Why should I be the first one to get on the bus that's going over the cliff? Huh? Let some more people get on. Wait for the next bus. You know, whatever. It says the experiment, then it's, it, it should be told to the people that it is experimental. The experiment, and it should be voluntary. That means you can't make nobody do it and take their job if they don't take it. The experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results for the good of society. And that's how they got most everybody to take it. You're doing this for the, we're stopping the spread. Remember that? Stop the spread lasted two years. You know, some of these stores still got them footprints on the floor. Never took them up. It is supposed to yield fruitful results and people should be told they're being studied. A lot of the results they don't know. They never even treated it like a study. So there's no, no, uh, fruitful evidence of what happened. There's just a little trickle of, if you go to court and fight to find out something, you'll get it. Other than that, it's not made known to the public. You don't hear it on the news every night. Well, you know, from the COVID vaccine, we had so many people that didn't get it and so many, you don't hear that. They'll tell you that. They tell you, you gotta take it. It says the experiment should be so designed and based on the results of animal experimentation first. Of course, then you got the PETA people telling you, oh, you can't, you can't abuse these animals. So they're protected. Well, guess what? You're the animal they're testing it on. The experiments should be so conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. It should be conducted where there is an a priori reason to believe that death or disabling injury will occur, except perhaps in those experiments where the experimental physicians also serve as subjects. So, Dr. Fauci, if you want somebody to get into you take it first. You take it and then we watch you and see how you do. The degree of risk to be taken should never exceed that determined by the humanitarian importance of the problem to be solved by the experiment. The degree of risk to be taken, so the risk that you take, should never exceed that determined by the humanitarian importance of the problem. So if it's not life-threatening, don't get involved. Don't put this on people. Oh, well, it is life. They know not if you let them take them drugs that people say work. They had drugs that worked against this, which the government banned. They spread lies about it, said it, it hurts you. Remember, people were saying it was like a, a, a horse a drug or horse antibiotic or something. That's a lie. And then they start putting doctors in jail when they would get up and say that was a lie. 
And when they would give their, their patients therapeutics, they stopped the pharmacies from dispensing them. Proper preparation should be made and adequate facilities provided to protect the experimental subject against even remote possibilities of injury, disability, or death. A lot of people died, folks. There are a lot of people walking around crippled. There are a lot of people with, with blood clots that still pop up over and over and over again. There's a lot of disabled people, but shh, they don't let shh, shh, you don't tell people that. That's misinformation. They cancel your your Facebook account if you put that on there. They still cancel people for that. It's certain words you put on there and see what happens to your little post that you. It'll circulate right back to you with zero likes on there. During the course of the experiment, the human subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end. If it has reached the physical or mental state where continuing of the experiment seems to be to him impossible. They give you no choice. During the course of the experiment, the scientist in charge must be prepared to terminate the experiment at any stage. Well, they're still doing it. Amen. They're, they're rolling out another COVID, going to shut stuff down. Huh? Now people say, well, why would they do that? What they call conspiracy theory, honey. If it ain't a theory no more, it's happening before your eyes. You better open your eyes and see. Amen. You you gotta people if you're gonna pray, you gotta be a big girl and a big boy. You gotta learn how to sort through this and swallow this stuff. It's a hard pill. You don't want to think your government's doing all this, but they've been doing it forever in very very subtle ways. You don't just jump up and start taking control of people. You do it in very very subtle ways. Amen. So it's work harder, heavy burdens. Can't, you got two jobs, get three jobs. Amen. Just keep working. That way you can't pay attention to what Pharaoh's doing. Amen. In other areas. That's how people have gotten, uh, um, the books, some of the books they're giving kids in the library. Number one, you don't teach sex education to in grade school. You understand what I'm saying? They do it anyway. Why? Because parents have been distracted. Working three jobs, two jobs, four jobs. Kids in daycare. They're teaching it in daycare. Some of the books, uh, you know, I, I mentioned this before. A parent went in into a school meeting and was reading from the book. And they made him put, oh, you can't read that kind of stuff here. He says, it's in the library. It's in your library. How come I can't read it to you? You can let my child read it and I can't read it to you. It's all over, folks. It's all over. And so we've got to continue on our watch and continue to pray and have even more faith in your prayers. It's time to get even more confidence in what you and what you declare and what you believe and the freedom that God has given you. You've got to have even more confidence in what God has given us to do. So God wants us to put an end to this. He said, occupy till I come. So I don't care how tough it gets. You continue to occupy. You continue to fight. You continue to raise up 
the the standard in 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 saying say your prayer and say your declaration and not yield to this stuff because it's evil. Amen. You've got to learn how to discern again good and evil. You just can't assume everything you see on television is for everybody. Oh, it's okay, you know, they doing this. Oh, don't pay any attention. They do that on there all the time. Well, you need to get it off of there. You know? And, and Pharaoh is relentless. Some of the stuff that has happened recently is that Christian people and conservative people on social media have kind of band together in in by word of mouth are beginning to boycott businesses that promote unholy lifestyles the uh bud light uh situation that started i think it was back in it's been about 6 months now that 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 thing's been on but they they decided that they wanted to have for a spokesperson a transgender man who thinks he's a woman. And they made, they say they only made one can with his picture on it or her picture or its picture on it and promoted that. In the minute social media found out about it, people began to get outraged. Said, we don't want that. That's not our lifestyle. That's not what we do. It was the same thing with the NFL, with them trying to get everybody instead of uh, putting your hand over your heart and reciting the pledge, you do live here. You you should love this country. That didn't get a lot of response. That's interesting. Do you understand what I'm saying? Any place you you hate where you live, something's wrong with you. That's like hating your house, hating your spouse, hating your kids. You don't hate what's a part of you. And you're not neutral on it. Well, you know, some people, they had it just like they do about abortion. More, more Christians think that's a woman's right than you would believe. When Roe v. Wade finally got overturned, I was talking to the Lord about it right before, but like the year before it was overturned. And that was when the Abby Johnson, the girl who had been a, a, a manager at Planned Parenthood, that was when she came out of the closet. She is a Christian. And I said, oh, Lord, I see what the problem been. Now your people been holding this up. See, you'll never overcome something if you don't have total authority. You got most Christians sympathizing with abortionists and thinking that people have a right to kill a baby. Oh, no, I'm not talking about mine. Well, why is yours precious and hers is trash? Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no right answer to a wrong behavior. And so we see these things going on. We see Christians compromise. Oprah Winfrey would have Joel Osteen on there and ask him if, if homosexuality is wrong. And he'd him and ha and him and ha and him and ha. And then Christians get mad at us when we don't like Joel Osteen misrepresenting Jesus. Other Christians, well, that family's done a lot for it. They ain't doing it now. They done took a wrong turn. You need to learn where to fold them. You understand what I'm saying? Just pack up and go because you're taking a wrong turn. 
you don't know, but that might have been the nail in the coffin to the the churches that have had to close permanently now. Because God could have kept us open, folks. In his mercy, he could have kept us open. We'd have been just like Home Depot. We'd have been essential. But it's time for the church to sit back and think a little bit and really pray. Instead of trying to prophesy about everything all the time. Just really pray. Ask God what's on his mind, but for real though. So God wants us folks to occupy, period. Don't let the devil have nothing. See, uh-uh, I stand against it. You drop what you hold in, Pharaoh. You can't have my school. I know who you are. You're not just some nice man in the government. Huh? You're a demon. Total demon. It's amazing the people who are coming awake to the fact that it's spiritual. And not natural anymore. I sometimes I look at what comes out of some of these people on social media. What comes out of their mouths. And I'm not talking about Christians. I'm talking about totally secular people. They love God. They're not in church. They're not deep about things. But they'll say our only. We better pray. This is a spiritual war. He said this has nothing to do with that guy. That guy. This party. This. He said this is a spiritual war. Amen. He said, and we've got to win it. He said, we've got to get God involved more now than he's ever been. Amen. And these are people that you didn't even know knew God or would acknowledge God. And so I'm telling you, if secular people are awakening to it, then what's the church got to do? Church got to get busy. Amen. Very busy. Amen. Because we have all the tools. We're just not using them as effectively as we could. You know, we're busy chasing down this and chasing down that, chasing down another prophecy. You know, it's time to quit that. That that ain't the shiny new toy anymore, folks. You don't need another word from God. You need to meditate. You need to get your mind renewed. You need to get converted and be a different person. Be interested in something different for a change. So so, uh, anyway, God wants us, folks, to occupy. And that means to take over. Take this stuff away from the devil. Make him drop what he's holding. Don't let him hold on to anything. You see him infiltrating your children, the grandchildren, schools and schools in your neighborhood, whether you don't have to have children in school. Just if it's in your neighborhood and in your town, you go to war against it. Amen. And you say, God, get something going in the natural. Make people aware of it. You know, if somebody come by with a petition, you put your name the first one. I want to be the first on the first line who was signed already. Give me another one on top of that. I want them to see me that I'm against it. I want the devil to see my name on this petition. Get them out of there. They got no business in there. And see, don't let them indict you. Talking about, well, the churches do this. Uh Uh-uh, not mine. Not mine. We're the church of the living God. Amen. We preach the word of God here uncompromised. We'll have to make friends with the devil to get where we need to go. 
most churches don't know where they're going anyway. They Preachers get what they think they want. They have more headaches. So many of them are over their heads in responsibility. You got me? It weighs on you. You know, I mean, if, if you're not, if you're over your head, you're over your head, but you know, you, you're aware of the responsibility that you have. And many of them are over their heads. Need to back up. Do some praying. Do some, some restructuring. You know, they, many times in churches, they don't trust the people that they're teaching every day to, to even, uh, manage a cell group or a prayer group. That's why they don't delegate much power to people over the people there. But, you know, they were all jealous of Cho because he had a million people, but he had, he had a hundred thousand cell groups. He said, oh, I don't, I don't teach all the people. He said, they come to the church and we get as many in as, in as we can, but our main, he said, our main point of reaching people is our cell groups. He said, it's not me. It's the people that touch the people all the time. They open their homes up. He said, I'll, I'll let as many people as want to start a cell group. Amen. Why? He got it from God. He trusted God. Most people with their little church systems, they checked in on God one time. They're looking for more money and more heads. Amen. And so we've got to learn how to really get involved on the spiritual level with what God is doing. I'm telling you, Pharaoh's coming down. He's not going to run this country. He's not going to run it in the ground. He's not going to run it uh, anywhere. And people who are still tuck, stuck in one party or the other grow up, wake up. The wolf is at the door. I don't care what party you're in. Amen. There is no safe party. You just got to trust God. And God move them out. I don't care what number, letter is behind their name or in front of their name. Move them out if they're not doing your will. And move in people who are. Because there's still a lot of politicians don't realize how late the hour is. They still trying to get their little groups together and raise money and do this and I'm running here and I'm running there. Yeah, you, you ain't gonna have nothing to run pretty soon. Pharaoh keep running everything. You won't have nothing. Cause you have no true, no idea where this train is headed to. But God knows. And he will stop all of this evil nonsense. Amen. He will stop it all and he wants to. So, so we, we've dealt with Pharaoh on this, this vaccine thing. You don't, you know what? If you took the vaccine, you don't have to pretend like you did the right thing. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of people took it. Now they know it was wrong. Just don't take it again. Don't be twice. Just don't take it again. It's not for you. The word is for you. You can't sit here and declare twice a week, every week, I don't have Rona, she don't have me, and I can't get it, and then take a jab. Where's your faith? Now, I know that hurts some people's feelings, but the truth is the truth. You've got to be who is on the Lord's side. That's what God said, and God's not going to let you die. You don't trust him that much. My goodness, how you think you've been living all this time? Whether you know it or not, you're living off the word. The little bit of words you do believe, I guess. I don't know. You might believe a lot of it. But you got to start putting it in operation for yourself. you just got to start overcoming some stuff. 
It's got to start challenging some things. Because I'm telling you, all we got is God and his word, folks. You don't have a government that's for you. You don't have, uh, uh, you know, organizations that are looking out for you. You just have God. And he should be more than enough for you. But you got to obey him. You got to trust him. got to get quit trusting in man. It's crazy stuff. I told Pastor Shirley, I said, I think because of our age, there's a bounty on our heads. <laughs> you know how they got all them old people packed up in the nursing homes and they died? I said, I think there's a bounty out on us. I said, we need to go underground or whatever you do. Whatever you do when the bounty hunters are after you. Amen. But there's a lot of social security checks that aren't getting distributed anymore. Oh, y'all ain't grown enough for that, so I'm going to keep moving on. What's she talking about? What's she talking about? I don't know. Well, anyway. Giving all this money away to the wrong people, they're running out of it. They'll take it away from you in a heartbeat. Doing it already. Got us paying for all this stuff we didn't order. So Pharaoh is the harsh taskmaster. Makes it hard on you. There's all kinds of laws now that are confiscating property from people. Farmers, um, you know, that have wetlands. Government's taking over that more and more. Foreign governments are buying huge acreage in this country. What's that about? Amen. Making life harder. Anything to make life harder for the people who work. And Pharaoh is ruthless. No mercy. Doesn't want you to breathe. Doesn't want you to have control over anything. Not even your own offspring. Amen. So, and that's, that's the basics of life. Your children belong to you. They came from you. You know, there's no denying that. They don't want you to have that. And so when you understand you read the handwriting on the wall. I remember when we first started to pray against this spirit, people would come up, well, we never heard of that before. So-and-so told us the strong man was this, that, and the other. Now you see who it is. See, now it's obvious to anybody. Anybody pick up the book of Exodus and don't see our government in that is just not looking at anything. Now you're looking a little cross-eyed. And so you you need to understand when God starts revealing things, he reveals for a reason. When he unmasks the devil, it's so we can sweep him off the street and dispose of him. Amen. He does it so that we can clean house and clean his clock and take away from him everything that he's holding. So we're going to pray and we're going to take authority over this little buzzard again. You can't take authority over him too much. Amen. Take authority. Take away from him his power. His influence, his intimidation, wanting to scare everybody. You know, it's Pharaoh when they get in, in family situations. You know, these, these people want to keep everybody under control in the household. Control you with a bad temper. Want to come in and throw stuff around, cuss everybody out. You buying that demon. You don't have to live with a devil in your house. Amen. 
got somebody who want to lash out and want to hit you when they feel like it. You buying that stupid devil. No, take your kids, take your whatever you feel you got to take, but you take authority over that because them things will chase you. He chased Israel, didn't he? He didn't stop till God drowned him. And everybody that was working for him got drowned. Amen? So that's what we pray. God drown them. You put them in, put them under the water. Put them in a watery grave. Don't let them rise up again to harass your people. We're a free people. Amen? We're people who know our God. We do the exploits. We don't run from nobody. You sit in your place of authority with Jesus Christ, far above all principality and power, might, dominion, names, authorities, governments, everything. We kill this demon in the name of Jesus. Kill him off of his power. Remove him from power. Take him out of that seat. Whatever means necessary, Lord, you remove him from power. He doesn't belong in power. He's not worth it. He's not worthy of governing people. It's too hard, too brutal. We don't want him. We want who you want us to have, Lord. We want the spirit of Christ in every area of our government. I don't care from the White House on down. Every area of the government, you obey God. You worship God. You lift up Jesus. You let Jesus reign. We occupy your spot. You don't get to run anything. We tell you what to do. In the name of Jesus, we decree it so. And Father, we thank you that you have ordained that we are your people. You've raised us up so that we can stand against this Pharaoh. We declare to you, Pharaoh, let the people of God go. We plead your precious blood, Jesus, over our minds, over our hearts, over every word that we speak. Forgive our sins, Lord. Cleanse us afresh and anew. We love the cleansing, Father, that you have provided for us. Father, we bind your powers of pride and compromise, false authority, witchcraft, false signs and wonders, oppression, bondage, man-killing, abortion, deceit, fear, idolatry, child abuse, domestic violence, drug abuse, and prostitution. We plague your land with pestilence and famine. We rain hail and fire on your spiritual wickedness. Our prayers are like boils in your flesh. We scatter your servants, strip you of your chariots up up their wheels, and we strip you of your strength. We refuse to serve you any longer by the arm of flesh. We will only serve the living God by the Spirit. We speak only woe to you. Weeping and sorrow for your sin, we say the Lord, he is God. He has already defeated you. You hear that, Pharaoh? You are defeated already. We're just having your funeral right now in the name of Jesus. And he has taken the honor from you. You have no power. You have no might. And we thank you, Lord, for Exodus 15. The Lord is our strength and our song. You have become our salvation. You are our God. You are our dwelling place. And we will exalt you. The Lord is a man of war. Jesus is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his hosts were cast into the sea. His chosen captains also drowned. The waters have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power and has broken the enemy in pieces. In the greatness of your power, you have overthrown them that rise up against you. You sent forth your wrath, which consumed them as stubble. With a blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. They stood upright as a heap. 
the enemy said, I will pursue and overtake, divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I'll draw my sword and my hand shall destroy them. Devil, you will not destroy God's people. You will not destroy any people. We resist you in the name of Jesus. You will not destroy the resistors in Jesus' name. You did blow with your wind and the sea covered them, God. We thank you. You covered him up. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Now who is like unto you, O Lord, among gods? Who is like unto you? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, and doing wonders. You stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed the enemy. You and your mercy have led forth the people you redeemed. You have guided them in in your strength into a holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the wicked. The rulers of wickedness shall be amazed. They shall tremble and melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of your arm, they shall be as still as a stone. Till your people pass over, O Lord, till your people pass over, which you have purchased, they shall bring them into the mountain of their inheritance, in the place which you have made for them to dwell in, in the sanctuary which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever and ever. Amen and amen and amen again. Praise God. Amen. 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 Forgot to remind us of our uh, special for this month, Wisdom Meditations for Every Season. Autumn is Volume 1, eleven ninety nine, and free shipping. Ministryofthewatchman.com to put in your order. Praise God. Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to do our declaration. Praise the Lord. God is good. And believe this and stand on it. If you're going to confess it, stand on it. Amen. You'll never get healed if you don't stand on the word. Amen. So this is easy to stand up. We're not scared of Rona anymore. If you made it through the first outbreak, that was the scariest one. People aren't afraid of this anymore. Amen. So I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. And I don't have, and you name whatever the devil is trying to put on you. Amen. And it don't have me. It's just that simple, folks. It's just that simple. Just believe your confession. And by your stripes, we are healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It's so decreed. Amen. Praise God. It is decreed already. And it won't go backwards. It'll take care of you. Amen. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God.